Do you, Devin? Do I like the take podcast? this? Take, podcast. take this podcast to be your waffly leaded, uh, waffly leaded, waffly unleaded gasoline <laughs> uh, project that you do with a random person that frankly doesn't do anything with his life. That's right. <laughs> I enjoy it a lot. I feel like it's good practice for like shit talking. And by shit talking, I mean just like talking without any prompt. I mean, it's. I think it's good practice to actually like. Like if we if we actually streamed regularly, I think this would be like, oh, let's talk about butts today or something. I think yeah. I mean, if we if we had a dual stream going on, like I think we'd be good commentators for stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so long as there's a subject we like to rag on it, so we'll. we'll I, I, I think I think that's that's fair to say. Maybe we should practice. Maybe we should practice. I'm Upload some really shitty stuff on YouTube, or like submit it to Lag TV so we can like get on that train. I still really want to do the shitty commentary thing. It's oh no, it's idea. it's it's the best. I want to. I don't know what I want to call Zerglings, but I want them to be adorable. Yeah, you like we we have to make sure we write down beforehand every single unit a different name, <laughs> every single action a different name. <laughs> yep. Like APM is just like oh he's 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 doing the finger jigs yeah <laughs> finger jigs per time unit <laughs> man he's got like 80, 82 finger jigs right now do what he two eighty two finger jigs two finger jigs how is he gonna fuck it how is how is he not gonna lose oh he's gonna he's gonna plunk look at those plunks <laughs> he's working those plunks into a plunks okay, like off the top I'm definitely drawing a plunk right now <laughs> <laughs> like. If, as long as I as long as I name it beforehand, I can usually keep it up. Like, oh, he's got the whirly gigs coming. Oh, the whirly gigs are coming. The whirly gigs. I want, I want the whirly gigs to be like the carrier. <laughs> I mean, okay, that that would actually make sense to be like whirly gigs because if you if you as a spectator see a gigantic ship and then like little ships come around, you're gonna assume the little ship's gonna be a little bit silly. I love that unit so much in Starcraft One. Just the carrier, carrier swarm, like rush carrier, best. Best, Best unit. <laughs> Come on, what about the Zerglings? No. Oh. No, like, if you if you played Carrier and you upgraded the whole armor just a little bit, most of those little guys that you're pooping out can at least do, like, two or three passes before exploding. Mm. And you just keep jamming, fucking, just build them. Just keep building Just keep building them. That's a very greedy play you got there. Oh, it's very greedy. You have to rush that and hope they don't freaking aggro your ass down first because you have no units to protect yourself. Sounds like a really shitty, like, secret-based strategy. Yeah. Dude, I proxy-based carrier all the time. Shit. (laughs) Back when I used to play StarCraft. Uh, I only used to play StarCraft 2. I haven't played StarCraft 1 in quite a while. They're HD in Brood War. Apparently they're making uh, StarCraft 1 free. Oh! If they HD it and make it free, it's like, oh my god, I'm getting right on that train again. Here's the thing, if they HD it and make it free, everyone's going to play it because everyone loved Rude War. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Am I going to, like, artificially extend the game as long as fuck because Rude War, my favorite thing to do is click Protoss, make a Dark Archon, steal a Zergling, and make a Zerg Protoss base? Yeah. I did not fumble a single word out of that. I was so surprised. That was a pr- you were just... Ex- that, that was passion. That there, was passion. There, there were times of passion back in my StarCraft days. I like that we exude passion when drinking tea. It's almost like we're we're... Hammering those British roots, except for you. You have like I don't know if the Irish drink drink tea. They just kind of drink anything, really. <laughs> Is that pond water? Shit! <laughs> Give me some of that fucking shit. <laughs> I've seen you. I've seen you eye up puddles. Like That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, man, I could really use a drink right now. <laughs> just the concept of me coming out of the fucking stores. I'll be like. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> 
looking around, seeing if anybody notices, and I like just got. That's why I'm carrying that straw with me at all times. I mean, I, I noticed, but I didn't want to say anything. I thought it was like a cultural thing. As it turns out, it actually is. <laughs> I thought it was just my curly glasses. It's frightening. Yeah, fake lenses. Also, it's a straw. <laughs> Psych. Curly glasses. I I need those in my life. Have you seen those? No. You've not seen. Oh my god. Yeah. There's literally like straw glasses. That it's a straw and it forms glasses, and you just you just drink it through the glass. Yeah, it's so good. I feel like something would like. I feel like people like me would do something really dumb. It's like, let's go drink a hot liquid with them. And then all of a sudden, you're blind now because <laughs> it melted through it. Like, scalding your like, entire head as it goes through. <laughs> you have an imprint like glasses. Go here. <laughs> So that was a fine, like a good cold open. I like that. It was a good amount of time, and now I'm ruining it by by going because I'm I'm not going to cut this part out because like editing, you never cut anything. I never, out. I, okay, don't I, point it out until after the part. Like man, that was a good cold open. It's like yeah, that was really good. Like look, we feel good about this. This is exactly what we do almost every time. Is no, we, we we I at least typically say like oh I feel like that was a good cast or I feel really good about that cast or wow what the fuck did we even talk about. I like I like breaking the wall down like Jericho and you know just saying hey that was fun that was good I'm gonna point that out and everybody gets to hear me point it out quality content top top content you see what welcome to the tea stream you're supposed to sip it there I saw you go for the sip and I, then, know, like, I, I know, know I know but like timing no like right after that like my first brain you know it's a diuretic so the tea stream very quickly will become the pea stream. <laughs> It's not even a stream, it's a fucking cast. I know! Like... <laughs> if you said T-cast, I would have been like, yeah, and then... And then... Can we just, like, cut all of that out? No. Oh, wait, no, we don't cut, that's we right. We don't cut, we do not cut. Everything is a hot take. <laughs> IT is still too hot. Hot take. Hot take, hot take. <laughs> oh my god, so I... Let's talk about the Yu-Gi-Oh! players. We need to talk about the Yu-Gi-Oh! players yesterday, man. Alright, so when we talk about people who play trading card games... There's different classes. Alright, so There's like... different breeds. I, like, it's a breed thing. So, we're, we're, I want to describe Pokemon, because from, from my experience from Pokemon players, they're usually really young, which is fair, and then some of them are like really cringy, but that's because there's cartoon horses. Yeah, I'm, I'm at the shop a bit more than everybody else in this friend group. Yeah. The Pokemon players are like that one guy who really wanted to talk about elves and how elves worked. Yeah. So, like, kind of kind of orbish. His head's very round. The body's very round. The legs kind of stumpy. They're definitely not tall people. They're kind of stumpy, and they have, like, either really bad curly hair that's, like, in the midst of, like, if you grow it out, you really shouldn't. But, like, you don't, I wouldn't say get it cut right now, but you're starting to get there. Yeah. So, and, so, like, a certain amount of shag. Yeah, and, yeah. like, a really bad hat. Like, a really bad flat, flat bill sort of hat. Hmm. Like, the one guy that walked by had a Joker hat on with, like, ha-ha-ha all over it. But, like, that guy looked almost 30. I see. And yeah. then there's, like, three or four kids playing Pokemon. And then you go, like, to the opposite spectrum. Not opposite spectrum. I, th- I think Pokemon is, like, in the middle. I think 
I think it's well, not like yeah, Pokemon's directly in the middle. I think of Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, because you, you, it, it attracts more 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 tiny children, and then those type of people. Those type of people aren't exactly that bad. Like you, you can actually make a conversation with one of them at yeah. least. At least one of them there, you could be like, "Oh, Pokemon, eh?" And then you can have a nice conversation about Pokemon. Were you that one time that guy in the Pikachu had stopped and and started talking about wrestling? No. Okay. Yeah. No. I guess it was but Teddy. Teddy and I were just sitting down having a game, and of course, Teddy and I are talking about wrestling because that's what we do. And then he comes by and is like, oh, you guys are talking about wrestling and stuff. And says something about, like, Shawn Michaels or whatever. We're like, yep. But, like, just in the like just in the way of I'm inserting myself in the conversation but adding absolutely nothing to it sort of talk. Like, so essentially what I do when I feel like I'm, I'm quiet for too long. But more Spurgy. Okay. A little bit more Spurgy. Spurgalicious. Spurgalicious. Yeah. Fergalicious. Yeah, exactly. Except not, not okay, whatever. Anyway, moving on from the Fergalicious. And then we got Magic Players. Magic Players also have has those share of people. Oh, like, yeah. There's definitely a lot of obsessives with Magic, but there's also a lot of people that are like normal people. I'd say 20% of the people in Magic are kind of like, you might need to shower a little bit more or like learn that... Yeah, we have I, a surprisingly large audience, at least here, that are actually like respectable human beings. It, like most of the people that I don't really get along with, quote-unquote get along with, because, I mean, I can get along with almost anybody, but I don't really like, are also the ones that really like playing EDH went on, like, those nights. For some reason, EDH players, I think it's because... I it's honestly, the Mario Kart format. I mean, yeah, the Mario Kart format, but I think it's because modern and standard are, A, expensive, so you have to change all of the time, and people who are like that just like sitting at a camp. That's it. Yeah, like I, I, I'm pretty sure I, I remain to be one of those people, and I don't like modern as much because I have to change. But I'm also very excited to change for modern right now. Like I, I want to play Elbanti, uh, mostly because it's not goblins, and I finally like kind of kind of grew out of my meta and that I want to play semi control and two combo. Yeah, yeah. it's um, you gotta a get out of your fucking shell. Yeah, because I definitely need to get out of my shell for a while, and b. Find something that fits, because, like, oh my god, man, like, all my other decks just don't work for me. You see, I think my problem was I don't like getting control, but I also like... I, I'm essentially an asshole. I don't like getting control, but when it comes to, like, control and not letting people have things, that's my jam. Um, unfortunately, I've kind of slated myself to creature and enchantment removal, but that's about it. Uh, so, yeah, magic players, relatively okay. I think, as, as far as, like, the people that I've seen, we're a pretty attractive bunch. Yeah, ugly. I'd say if we were on like the the attractive scale, I would say a lot of Magic players are, are around like the five to eight range. Travis is a cute pie. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'd say I'd say he's an outlier. We're there. not horrendous looking. I mean, arguably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the frying pan to the face incident last week kind of changed that a little bit. But you know, the skin grafts are coming along nicely. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the the cheese <laughs> conception is, is on a, on its way low. It's a lot so. of cheese. It, it was a lot of cheese. Actually, fun fact. Uh, there's like usually at any given time there's a bar of cheese in my fridge and for the first time in like a month <laughs> one week there has not been cheese in the fridge I'm picturing it's one bar of cheese with a perfect bite missing out of it <laughs> like you don't I'm sorry did you just look in my fridge like just, just fucking walk into my house just like cheese check I need to see the cheese you missed the nostalgia of cheese strings and you realize it doesn't string as much this one so you're just like fuck it I'll just eat it like I did as a barbarian one recess was get, like getting over and I forgot I had one Tan- tangent for a second uh, no, what, what? tangent yeah yeah alright what if what if 
Uh, the only cheese I've been mentioning on the podcast was cheese strings, and I haven't actually had, like, cheese blocks or anything else of it's cheese. uncomfortable about cheese strings you've been eating. Cheese strings are a lot worse than actual cheese as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited weird. about the cheese strings, I spilled the tea. <laughs> Son of a bit, like, how do you... Mm. I mean, just put this down while it's a little hot. There you go. Right there. Fantastic. Anyway, that's just that... I you my, like, edgelordiest mug. <laughs> I love it. I love... I like I like drinking out of a skull. Okay, it's not because I'm like I want to be an edge lord. It's just because I love skeletons and I think skeletons are hilarious. Yeah, this turn is kind of funny. I like that he has a little Deus Wolf hat on. I like his like <laughs> fucking condescending look. He's, like no matter what you do, he's just gonna look. be like yeah yeah. Like he's just fucking sneering at you. He's just like yeah, drink that you piece of shit. You're all Earl Grey, really? Why not green? You're a piece of shit. Did you put milk in it? No. No, you're... Fu- no matter what I do, I, he's not impressed. Anyway, Yu-Gi-Oh players. <laughs> he's yeah. also got a fucking, like... Look at the fucking chin on him. He's kind of got a butt chin. I think everyone has, like, a slight butt chin, I think. <laughs> as we, we say, um, as we feel our chins. I mean, anybody listening to this probably is, like, touching their chin. I, okay, I can kind of feel, like, a little indent. I, th- I think that's most... Like, anatomy. Anatomy. That's like an analogy, but no, it's an analogy for anatomy. Oh, <laughs> anyway, okay. Yu-Gi-Oh players. Yu-Gi-Oh players. They probably have like really, really indented butt chins. Come to think of it. So Yu-Gi-Oh players, they smell like piss. <laughs> I'll just say that right there. <laughs> if you play wrong. Yu-Gi-Oh, you're gonna smell like piss. <laughs> He's not wrong. Like seriously, it was very uncomfortable in that place yesterday. So, all right, here's the thing. This is this is hey, not I like a. The piss smell was a one-time incident, but the, the the whole like general theme of Yu-Gi-Oh players is not a like picture, for example, the atypical anime nerd, and you might think, okay, it's just a dude who really likes anime and is obsessed. Now picture them, but like the low-tier anime nerds that kind of watch anime and only watch a certain type of anime. So if you talk about another anime, they're like. Yeah, uh, that that I, I I know Japanese words, so I know automatically what you're talking about. I'm still seeing Paul. Continue. Oh no, it's a, Paul would be a Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> player if he didn't play Magic. <laughs> um, and then picture them, but like they just gave up on their look, like decided, you know what, I'm gonna grow out a beard, but I'm not going to trim it so that at least oh, the patches God, grow evenly. Yeah. That's the worst part. Here's the thing. I grew a patchy beard, and then I was like, fuck it. Clean shave it until it grows all the way. And then it grew all the way, and I was like, all right, it's getting a little bushy. I'm going to shape, like, I'm going to trim it. So shape that's, that shit. Shape it. Now, my shaping ability, in my opinion, is quite poopy, but at least it looks like it's been trimmed, whereas everyone else you, in You don't look like you came out of a cardboard box to play cards. That's That's the thing. And it... I don't. I don't understand. Where do these swamp people come from, and how can they afford Yu-Gi-Oh? Mostly the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Devin. Some swamp people don't live in the swamp. Well, this is modern times. This is 2017. Then how are they swamp people? Come on. They originated. They originated from the lineage of swamp swampites. Look, just because you don't need to be living in a swamp to be a swamp person, you have to originate from a swamp, but you don't need to live in. You can just buy a low-income apartment. Yeah, like also, how the fuck do they afford? Like, oh man, I have this Yu-Gi-Oh like uh, fucking standard deck, and then I can afford also all the fucking fetch lands and Magic the Gathering. And I'm like, all right, first of all, 
you're playing one game that actually makes sense, and then you're playing another game in which you read novels of text. Every card is a paragraph. Every card's a paragraph, and every card is essentially like a fucking Timmy's wet dream, it's, which I think is why it's popular. Is because it's it's a Timmy game. If, if there is no vanilla in that anymore, is there? No, like there used to be vanilla. I don't. I don't think there are. See, back then, I think the vanilla cards. Uh, the only exceptions for like good vanilla cards were like Summon Skull because it was a low cost, really high power minion. There we go. There you go. I'm still waiting for mine to cool down. Um. And then, like, Blue-Eyes-White Dragon, which was just a really, really, t- like, tough-to-remove yeah. shit card. It was just it was just big, scary stuff that used to be the, the hotness. And then they realized, wow. You can put effects on these? And How then, much cardboard we have for ink? And, and as far as I know, um, if, it, like, as far as I know, they, it went down the complete opposite route of Magic, in which they, like, Magic said, all right, let's tone down some of the cards. It's complicated, but, like, reading comprehension makes it simple. Well, like, there's a lot of rules to magic, but they kind of narrow it down a little bit. Like, okay, so here are the list of phases, but we're not going to remind you. We're just going to say, like, all right, here's, here's, here's our little reminder that you need to do something on your upkeep. We're going to rely that on you. And then the cards <laughs> before were like, uh, fucking pay three, get an extra turn. And then they were like, all right, let's calm this down so we can actually play the game. And then, as far as I know... Um, Every card in Yu-Gi-Oh! is, like, the base set in Magic and that you can just do whatever the fuck you want. And it's, like... <sighs> I've read a couple cards recently. I, I cannot even begin to understand. And I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh! a lot when I was in elementary. I got as far <coughs> as the XYZ Synchro Monsters. That's, yeah, right before then is when I stopped. Yeah. Um, me and Tyler used to play... Um, we used to play periodically, mostly because uh, we weren't that good at Magic, so we were like, let's, let's, let's try other card games. We actually enjoyed the Pokemon card game, and every it's great. And then every time we uh, we played Yu-Gi-Oh, I had a deck that essentially couldn't be killed by three, like three, like he played drag. He played the Timmy deck. He played Elemental Heroes, which is oh, essentially yeah, right. the elves of Yu-Gi-Oh. I can't believe he found the elves of Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, if there's an elf of a game, he'll find a way. And he also played dragons. Motherfucker got his D and D name on his fucking sweater for Platoon. I think that's cute, but at the same time, fuck them. <laughs> Just because fuck else in general. I mean, I, I, I would not do that for like a specific D&D character, mostly because I the only memorable one was Mortus. Oh, fucking Mortus. And I feel like it's stupid. Actually, I had a second one recently, but we'll, we'll get into that after we... Uh, we'll, we might get into that, I don't know. Who knows with this fucking podcast. Right? Um, and then he had a dragon's deck that was essentially like blow up everything in the fucking world, buff up everything to oblivion, and make sure that that you don't do anything. And then my deck was essentially uh, the most blue. It's essentially Merfolk, honestly. Yeah, you played wet. I played wet. I played Merfolk with pitcher, pitcher, pitcher. Ryan's the Diathan deck, but combined with fish. And then make I it accept. and then make it work. Make all the Leviathans return every one of your opponent's non-land permanents to the hand. That's and that was gross. my deck. That is gross. Um, and he was pissed. He was pissed that I found out how to play control. And <laughs> I, I went in there. I went all in. In fact, I seeked out singles just so that I could fuck him. The one card that he hated absolutely was Reese. For some reason, if it's Reese's peanut butter, like if it's Reese's, it has to be peanut butter. And if it's peanut butter, chances are the decks are allergic to it. That's great. So, like, all Reese did was can't be killed by three or more star monsters and blocks damage. So, what does he do? Have my 4,000, 4,000 
power toughness creature swinging. Oh, block with my Reese. Oh, it didn't, did no damage? Okay, I'm gonna sacrifice Reese to return everything to your hand and then swing for 3,000. <laughs> it was, it's stupid. That and, is the one game where, like, power creep was actually visibly noticeable in the rules. Where the life total went from 2,000 to 4,000 to now 8,000. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm surprised it's not 10,000 now. Right? Like, like, I've never seen a game actually do power creep that like, to the rules that hard. It's stupid. <coughs> there's a lot. And it, the, I like how Jared Greed is banned. Draw two cards, which is a very powerful effect, especially when you can just play things for free like it is in Yu-Gi-Oh! But, like, now you, you also have, like... <laughs> you have ridiculous shit. I don't understand how you play that game. It's... Yeah, I have no idea anymore. To be fair, I haven't, like, seen a standard deck for that game in a while. But I feel like it's kind of impenetrable at this point. Oh, god, yeah. Because... Like, okay, Magic, you can just walk in and say, all right, here's the keywords for this set, and although I'm not going to be competitive, I can. I, I know what the standard scene is a little bit. Yeah, you know there's a certain flavor going on, and it's really not hard to pick up what it's going to happen. Like, if you learn the game, you can probably, like, learn everything there is to it, because everything everything's kind of laid out for you, and if you join in standard, there's certain things you don't need to know. In some way, I think, like, pretty much every card of Magic is derivative of something else. Yeah. Like, there's not really anything design space for new anymore, but like you have other mechanics where you can kind of mash them together or like change them a little bit to make something new which still makes it interesting like that embalm mechanic yeah it's flashback but for creatures that's it yeah it's it's not that bad actually but it's cute i like it i I like that they're like just not really shaking it up because again flashback for creatures but like they're 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 making a keyword that's like oh yeah something familiar why haven't we seen this before yeah and um, then, and then Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, from every card I read that's like slightly different in the art has a new mechanic. It's like you're playing a entirely different game when you're playing an elemental hero deck. And then you also have to like <laughs> apply yourself to say, okay, I want to see what a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh modern looks like. That concept alone scares me. Right? Did I talk about the the Yu-Gi-Oh championships that I watched? Just because I, there was a funny moment in it where they swapped decks. And didn't know it. I think you did mention it, yes. You know you have a weird game win. <laughs> I mean, different colored sleeves. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, it was the same sleeves, because I guess they have to use the same sort of sleeves. However, it went on way too long before anyone noticed. That was fun. I like that. Like, I've never heard of that happening in a game of Magic. But, of course, Yu-Gi-Oh! Where we're like just kind of ripping on it for being so stigmatized for just kind of cringy stuff. Pass, pass the decks to each other and play oh wait this isn't my deck anymore what do we do it also shows like a little, I don't know like even I like the individuality in magic not specifically because of the sleeves because sleeves are just like outside things Also, that's your decision but like you just like oh there's different arts and there's different ways to do things like okay unless you're dead oh yeah <laughs> never mind never mind that was a moot point I, I'm we more play modern too much yeah yeah we play way too much to be fair, I also whiteboarder my full art lands. <laughs> like an asshole. Anyway, uh, whole point: Yu-Gi-Oh players are gross, and every 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 case that we've seen that a person has admitted that they played Yu-Gi-Oh or is currently playing Yu-Gi-Oh, they're all cringeworthy. You you can usually tell from the outright that they play Yu-Gi-Oh in some format or in some facet. I mean, they and they they play in a format. I assume. Yeah, it's just it's their format confusing. Like when we <laughs> walked in, 
to the deck box, and I said, the woman with the alcohol. There was a, what I assume to be a recovering family just went back. Oh, no, definitely, definitely not recovering in the slightest. See, I I had hope. I had, like... No, no, that is not... She was very excited about her booze. That is not a recovering family at all. There were a lot of those growing up at home. And I knew one of them were, were there was there the play, but I don't know what the fuck they do with the lady was. No, like, okay, so old lady, probably 50, 60. Um, we walk in, I kind of just throw my stuff on the counter because, like, I had a bundle of stuff. Yeah. And there was somebody's, like, bag and Sobey's bag and whatever around and a big old thing of NSLC right there. I'm like, all right. Whatever. I mean, probably yeah, it's, like, it's like someone, someone probably just left that in the counter, just like, look, I know... I've heard brass some cards before I go back home. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, that's, that's, it's fine. Whatever. Just leave it there. And then, motherfucking, she just barrels in out of nowhere. Me and uh, Keenan and were just standing there. You were uh, you were sorting out your cards from your binder. And then she grabs it, and she goes, yeah, this is my uh, my bag of NSLC. Yeah, no, this is this is mine. And started chatting up everyone about her NSLC purchase. Like, it was, it was her bag. Everybody knew it was her bag. And she made sure everyone knew it was her bag. Nova Scotia Liquor Company, for those that are outside of that. Yes. For outside the of the NS... Commission. 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 Oh, fuck. See? There's so many words. Right? <laughs> uh, no, our, our, our liquor place is called the NSLC. So, yeah, she's chatting to mostly herself, but just loud enough so anyone can hear it. I'm pretty sure she's directing it at somebody. I think it was directing it at you and Keenan first, but you guys were not even looking at her. And I'm like, oh, that's sad. I have no idea why she's here. She clearly is not a like card player. All her money goes to booze. And then her, her literal swamp person friend rolls up right next to her. Mm. And, like, swamp person in the least polite way. Because this guy was the eight. Like, picture someone from a swamp. And then picture that person decided, you know what? I'm going to come to a event in which you play cards. So I'm going to wear my camo jacket and... Okay, his face was potato-like. He reminded me of Pedro, but a white Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite with an even worse facial hair situation. I'm pretty sure he wanted to trim it and then decided halfway through, and by halfway through I mean he decided to shave an arbitrary point and then decided to stop. It's pretty bad. Like, that's, that's... You can't have that bad facial hair and then not realize it. That's how bad it was. Like, at least if you were growing it, you could have the excuse like, oh, no, yeah, I'm growing it out. Like, I need to wake it, wait. But, like, this guy was, yeah, I want the fuck my life up fam special. That's true. That is true. That is the, yeah, no, it's fucking terrible. I love that term, by the way, the fuck my life up fam special. Ooh, so tasty. (laughs) Also, I grabbed my phone right at the perfect time because somebody was going to yell at me. Oh, who was yelling at you? It's Nathan. What's Nathan doing? Guys, what time are you getting me? It's WrestleMania day today. I guess we could segue right into that. I mean, I was also going to go talk about, like, Hearthstone and its expansion. There's not a lot going on with it, honestly, but there is, like, stupid shit happening with the cards a little bit. Hearthstone's cute, and I like some of the mechanics that are going on. I just... Hearthstone players are whiny. Yeah. Uh, but they did up the uh, price on packs or something like that in some regions, like, which is no need because it's a digital project versus product versus a physical. It, yeah, it's they they've been kind of shitty with it lately. Yeah, I mean, evidently sales are down, but like even even cards and like complaining about the meta, like there's there's absolutely the thing is I don't think there's any design space for counterplay, which is a shame. 
which is why, like, physical card games are currently doing something right. But, like, stupid shit. Stupid shit like, oh, man, so much aggro, and these are the only viable cards, and I'm like... And, and then, like, evidently Hearthstone designers... I, I don't want to say they don't know what they're doing, but at the same time, I feel like, hey, this card is downright ridiculous in that it's either broken or unplayable. And then yeah. uh, the uh, the other side of the coin is like, all right, so I see all these like cards, and no one uses epics unless they're using a cheese deck. But why aren't they just innovating and trying to like trying to grind out like uh, strategies? Like that's that's what Magic did. In that, oh hey. By the way, here's an interaction we didn't think of, and here's what you can do to exploit that react like interaction. And that's just kind of what like Hearthstone players do with with Rogue and stuff. But a lot of people complain like, "Oh, hey, why is Aggro Shaman so good? Or why is like Totem base... Shaman was pretty good? I, I mean, yeah, I, I have a Totem Shaman. Oh man, wreck noobs. But like, there's no design space for counterplay. Like, no. as much as they complain, they really can't do anything about it. And that's why that's like. <laughs> Whenever a card kind of gets too popular, they uh, they have the power to change it because it's a digital product only, no physical product. Like with Magic, if a card comes out that's OP, or you know, Felidar Guardian and Sahili Rai are put in the same goddamn set, and we're gonna have an entire standard season for two years of fucking Splinter Twin, um, they could go in and just kind of go, huh? We don't like it having four power. Let's give it three power. They could just do that at any time. They can fine-tune it, which is a brilliant thing. That's what it has over Magic, in they, that it has digital elements that can be used to, like, do gameplay that Magic can't. Yeah, like, but they record or discover something. Like, you can't do that. Like, for example, the whole, like, the very famous example is the Warsaw Commander, in that, oh, give yep. your low-cost, like, your, your low-power minions charge. Yeah. That, that was, was... I, I agree, overpowered. But give all your charge plus one attack is not a substitute. No, that's, they, that's they a, nerf that into oblivion. That's like you might as well have banned that card. Yeah, it became unplayable because if you're already playing a charge deck, there's for the same price things that not only gives it plus one attack but also plus one defense. Like with like any anthem fucking body, like there's a couple of them. And the thing is, Yu-Gi-Oh has tried to patch their cards with Oracle text, but the unfortunate part about that is. There is ex- one card that I give, have an example of that has about a dozen different Oracle text. Which one? Uh, like Ring of Destruction or something. Really? Like it's a trap card in it. Like its first iteration was literally what was on the card, and then its second iteration was it had to specify during a phase, and then the second iteration was had to specify like target phase, and then fourth specification was like I think it went back a few steps. It was stupid. Like it's it's one of the famous examples as to why uh, editing a physical card game is not not very good unless you just outright ban a card. Yeah, and banning a card also makes things feel bad because it's... It feels like the company's controlling where the money is going, but at the same time, it's trying to make a healthy environment so that everyone can just, like, spend money healthily. Like, oh, hey, this one card is seeing play in 90% of all decks. Um, we maybe, maybe we should do something about it because that card's going to go up in price... And we don't like we don't make money on the secondary market, so we shouldn't really care. But at the same time, if people come in the magic and say, like, "I want to go to modern," well, you need to buy this ninety dollar card. You're not going to get very many uh, products. Yeah, people didn't expect the Emrakul Marvel deck to be like blow people out of the water. And sometimes in a design space, you don't expect things to kind of interact as you do, which is kind of shitty on their part, I guess. I think I would, if I were Magic, if they're not already doing it. Hiring almost every pro player to make sure this deck is like 
it's not going to be fucking broken because you. Either, either standard only has three decks. Either pro players or like release those cards. I don't know. I don't know how you would do that because if you release those cards and something happens and like you delay these mod, like the standard tournaments just to see what would happen with the, with the format, that's kind of a douchebag move. Uh, but like even if you release the cards for spoiler season. And, like, list possible combos and, like, have people point out stuff. That's a still a healthier, like, healthier situation. Like, oh, maybe we should change that card. Or, like, have it as, like, a discussion on controversial cards. Like, here's the new Emrakul. What do you think of it? What could change? And it's just like, oh, with the spoiled cards, the Emrakul could be doing this instead. Yeah. Like, uh, the recent release was the Invocations. Yeah. And people are in a shitstorm about that. They, to be fair, and, like, even though I personally love them... They look like utter trash. They look like a grade school project for, like, here's my diorama on Egypt. I think, the, to be fair, digital spoilers, I think it would look better physically in foil. I mean, I there, think if there they were, is a gif of it, yeah, and it does, like, it looks nicer because the foiling's only on the picture and not, like, on the weird art. Like, there's some little... But from a design point, like, you have the really horrible symbols in the name and the creature box... The, the mana symbols are not colored, so you have to take a second to make sure what it is. Yeah. Um, the the wording is now centered, which makes modal cards like Cryptic Command look really weird. Because, like, boop, boop, to, like, one inch of text yeah. to, like, an inch and a half of text. It just kind of looks awkward. And the power and toughness are on top of each other, which is a little weird. Um, the there's, art is really tiny compared to normal cards. Sorry. There, 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 there's a lot they could there's, have done. There's a lot that's really bad. Here's like, the thing, like... What I... I'm, I'm excited for the new, like, hey, let's reprint popular cards, but we'll do them as alternate art for the set, and we're also going to make them, like, foil and special bordered. And they were doing fine with the artifacts, and they were doing fine with, like, the vehicle, like, card, <laughs> card border. But I feel like they went all in and decided, you know what? Let's, let's, let's make a thing that... Essentially, it looks cheap, and that's my problem with it, is yeah. that a ultra-rare card should not look non-desirable. And they only made one available in standard, which is kind of okay. I, like, in a design space, I... Here's like, the thing, those, those should be included, like, they sh- those should count as bonuses. Like, those should be, like, not replacing the 15, should be replacing the, the land that you get or something. But at the same time, you have full art, like special full art lands as well. Well, those those replace the foil slot, which replaced the land. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, it's just some of those would be nice to be playable on standard, or like introduce more into modern, like into something like. Uh, I don't know if counter spell would be very healthy. Oh, counter! Well, like any of the counter spells would be pretty broken. Especially because if it goes in standard, it might go back in modern, unless you explicitly say these artifact cards only affect the current standard, which would be. Again, shitty and confusing for people who want to sort of evolve from standard to modern. See, I think they should be strictly bonus. Uh, and, like, if you want to do, like, themed ones, you have to explicitly say these are themed ones that are legal and standard. Yeah. Um, which is kind of what they do with the invocations. But, like, I don't know, they're setting a very bad precedent. Because now that these look cheap, what are the odds that the next set would look cheap? Like, for example, me, like, my, my idea for, like, the Phyrexian... Uh, masterpieces, for example, they're like what, there's nothing stopping them from making them look like really cheap, and you, you, you kind of soiled the trust there. Like you had two two sets of awesome looking artifacts. Like I think the expeditions look amazing. Yeah, 
I think the masterpiece artifacts look really good, and they a lot of them look fantastic. Really hot. Oh my god, I like the the orange backgrounds com- like combined with a lot of like the dark blue that they used. Mm-hmm. Made everything pop. I, like that really worked for like sort of feast and famine, for example, because a they redesigned it to look really nice, and b it's a fucking black blade with a green handle and like yeah, vines and shit all over. Oh, it's so cool. Um, it really worked for them, honestly. Like Crucible of Worlds. Oh, that looked really good. Fucking hot. I, I I had a lot to say about those cards. They the, looked really the good. The orange backgrounds and anything with blue. Honestly, if they could make anything blue, uh, it would look really good. But at the same time, like, because it just pops out. But yeah. that's 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 the best part about them. Like, blacks and blues on orange look really nice. Yeah. Um, I, like, the, the design aside, like, they did really good. And then they just stepped up with, like, oh, by the way, we're doing artifacts in this set as opposed to every two sets now. Oh, and by the way, they're going to look really different from everything else. And I, I, I get the need to experiment with that type of thing. But, like, how do you not look at your previous artifacts that were in the standard, standard like, text format that you've had, and then you look at the art, like, the invocations and go, oh, there's something different there. Like, the art, like... The border wouldn't have been bad if it wasn't so big, blocky, and filled with hieroglyphics. Yeah. It's it's and, the and part I, where it becomes really clustered to read. That's the problem. Yeah, like I, I I get, I get if you wanted to make it like uh, very clustered and then have the text be plain, which is kind of what they did. Yeah. But like, the rules of magic state that you need to have like if that was an altar before, I don't think it would have been legal. And that's 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 kind of my sticking point on it. Like at least with the artifacts, if you had the ability to alter the art so that it had an orange background. And like it still say everything, and like have it make make it look really pretty. I feel like that would be. I don't know if it would be a legal one, but it definitely would be one of those ones that if you played it with the right person, they'd say, "Oh no, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you can play it." it or like, on the if judge. you, hmm? it all depends on the judge. Yeah, I, I feel like the previous artifact should be like, "Yeah, that's fine. It's clearly you, you clearly know what it is." And then you go to the invocations. You make an altar at the invocation, you go to a judge, nine times out of ten, I feel like that wouldn't be accepted. It's it's it, it's really weird because like it's going like it's going beyond their entire rule set of like now you can't use these. At least with the artifacts, you might be able to use them. Yeah. It's it's cute to like see Force of Will on another sort of border, but at the same time opening it in a pack and then being like, Well, I only play standard, can't play this. It's kinda kinda bad. Like even if I open one, I don't Play legacy, so I mean, if you're if you're in the mo- uh, modern or Magic the Gathering in general, or you really want to be in the Magic the Gathering, probably you, you would have to, you would have to have your toes in the secondary market. Yeah, but it just it's a feel bad if like you're a twelve year old and like I go to FM for the first time and then you like I opened uh, like a counterbalance and then like turn two you drop counterbalance and somebody goes that's not legal and then now you have to take the counterbalance out. Yeah, that's. I don't know. It's a very it's a very tough design space again because like you want to make it fun for older players because I think the artifacts like the uh, the artifacts are fun. Like I I think you get a reason for us to open packs. Yeah, because we don't really open packs anymore unless it's a draft. Unless it's a draft or like a spur of the moment. But even then, like our spur of the moments have gone down. Except for Ryan, if you looked at his garbage, there was a whole bunch of packs in there. I saw you, Ryan. I saw the packs in that garbage. <laughs> Hey man, what if what if what if his girlfriend's listening? I doubt it. 
Could, could you imagine if she was just like listening every week, just like, I swear to God. <laughs> one more mention. One more mention of him opening packs. That's it. <laughs> Actually, Keenan, Taking my loaf and running. And, and lost the kid. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, yeah, no, it's... Either way. Magic. Magic's weird, in a weird spot right now. Um, it kind of fell from grace. That fell from grace. It's probably a... It, it fell from its current, like, design standard, which is a shame. Yeah, like, the, the, the current situation of, like, two... Or three sets being standard shakes things up, but also still doesn't really do anything because the best decks get made, and then they only play the best decks. So standard still remains boring. Um, I like Merchants are up, though, so at least we know it's not dying anytime soon. I kind of like their, like, more... It, if they had more community involvement, uh, I would like their... Um, we we get the ban more often thing better because they problem cards, problem cards, problem cards, and if you can ban one thing to change the entire fucking meta, I I think I think it'd be it'd be healthier. Like if it was a two deck meta, you ban one thing, it's now a four deck meta. That's infinitely better than like, well, twice as better really. Yeah, twice as better as like okay, this is a two deck meta. Um, I feel like. I feel, I feel like they should really do some ironing up with Modern, but at the same time, I think Modern's in a good spot right now. Modern's pretty healthy, I think. Uh, if they could, like... I don't know, there, there's a few things that now aren't a problem, now that, now that like, a few few decks have gone, come, like, come and gone. Like, I think I think Splinter Twin might be might be fine now. I honestly think Splinter Twin would be a healthy choice. Mm. Or, like, Blood Braid Elf, because what, what are you going to pull with Blood Braid Elf? <laughs> I mean, Ancestral Vision? I suppose. I guess, like, even then, you'd have to tailor your deck in such a way that you would only have three power and up things, isn't it? Or uh, three CMC and up? Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of three CMC cards are, like... Uh, modern's the, like, four mana down format, yeah, unless it, you're it, playing something specific. Yeah, it runs everything under four mana. But at the same time, it's a card that... It's, it, it's, it's a card that uh, is very... Tempo heavy in that. Oh, I have four mana. It's clearly gone way too long for the modern because f- turn four you're supposed to be dead. So I'm gonna blood braid off, get two things, and hopefully it'll hasten my thing. And then if you're playing control, you're just like, all right, you used four mana, fucking counter that, or like whatever. I take three damage, counter whatever comes out, or like exile whatever comes out. Like it really doesn't matter anymore for for blood braid off, um, especially because you have fatal push. Fatal fatal, fatal push changes a lot, and I fatal feel. Push is good. Twenty eight bucks. Yeah. So, <laughs> I really hope they like. I really hope they refrain it. <laughs> like, Fatal Push takes a design box that's pretty decent for um, both standard and modern. Like well, standard, you kind of have to go bigger because there's not like you don't have the whole two and three CMC cards running in the format because yeah. there's not as many two and three CMC cards. And then modern, you're just like that's a Termogoyf. That's, uh, that's that's a goblet guy. That's a fucking death shadow. That's a fucking dark confidant. Like there's a lot of stuff. Push that shit out of there. Yeah, like uh, you run forward. Delver? No, <laughs> right? I don't know. There's there's a lot. There's a lot that can be done. But at the same time, I think I think they've with at least the additions of cards. I think they've uh, made it slightly healthier. They could print fatal push in every standard, and I think standard would be okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like, uh, from, from my attitude to Modern, when I was playing Goblins, everything I was getting my fucking shit rocked because it's it's not a very good meta anymore. Nah. Um, and then as soon as Fatal Push came out and, like, I was introduced to, like, Murdu tokens or, like, any any sort of control, 
I was like, you know what? I'm okay with modern right now. I, I feel like I can do stuff with this deck. And uh, I think fa- I think things like fatal push in that seeing oh Termagorg's rocking my shit or like Death's Shadow running in just to fucking kill me. And it's frustrating, whatever. But now I have answers, and I think I think I think it's healthier that way. Answers answers are essentially modern. Like that's why that's why Blood Moon isn't getting reprinted, but Blood Moon's not getting banned either. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because perfect man is bullshit, but whatever. It's part of the game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a it's a strategy. You have to kind of tailor your deck to play Blood Moon effectively, and they have to understand how to get around it. I think Blood Moon's, I think Blood Moon's more of a like brain dead card uh, than than we think. Uh, mostly because you can just run basics instead of fucking. I mean, you can. Here's the jam: if Shocklands go away, I don't think the perfect mana thing would be affected. But if Fetchlands go away, no one would have perfect mana anymore. Yeah. Um, so I think people should run, like, not not in preparation, but I think people should run more basics just to be like, okay, if they blood, like, just for, just for the counterplay and being used to not being able to fucking, like, weave your mana every fucking time. And if you have fetches, it really doesn't fucking matter. No. You're essentially just giving the control player another swing, or the aggro player another swing when you fucking fetch into a shock. Just fetch into a fucking planes. You don't need it. <laughs> Sorry, just a little bugbear with it, even though I'm playing um, a deck that almost exclusively runs fucking shocks. <laughs> anyway, I was um, like, unless you want to talk about Magic some more. Well, I guess it was like EDH last night was kind of funny. You missed a pretty great moment. Um, the last game, we lost, Keenan won. Um, but you know that uh, enchantment that Derek runs that, like, you know, pay something, look through, put it in my hand, and then discard at random? Yep. You fucking... Okay, so... Every single time he went to O-Ring or, like, Detention Sphere or something, like, Keenan pick a card. Boom, Detention Sphere. Like, fuck! Alright, fine, what, fucking whatever. He goes, fetches out, I'm gonna get an O-Ring then. Fucking O-Ring that shit. Gets the O-Ring, goes, you! Puts him in. Pick a card. Bunk. O-Ring. He's like, fuck! Christ! And, um... I, so, I feel like that was a spicy night. It was a great time. And, uh, like, the last bit, he had McKay's out and he had Triskelion on the stack. You know, as yeah. soon as that resolves, he kills us. We're dead. So Derek goes, all right, fuck it. Look for an instant spell. Shuffles up, shuffles up, finds one. Dissolve. Puts his hand, shuffles. Looks at me. Two cards. I go, oh, God. I mean, yeah, 50-50. I right got 50-50. Take whatever dissolves left in hand. It's like, yeah, fucking dissolves the Triskelion. And then he just reanimates it. <laughs> but... We fought for that. We fucking fought for that hard. Keenan has spicy decks now. Keenan is very spicy. I'm very proud that he actually has some spice going on. Because I felt... The first time I met him, I blew him out of the water in, like, a, a single casual night at Ragnarok. And I thought he was never going to come back and play cards. <laughs> and now he's a best buddy. Oh, I mean, he's he's an agreeable guy. He probably wouldn't have, like, stood, stood, stood down from that. And plus, if he wants to be better, now he has a reference. And, you know, I, I doubt you were a fucking dick the entire time. Oh, no, I felt bad. Oh, oh good. I got a voicemail from... Let's, 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 let's check this out. I got a telemarketer voicemail. Who could it be? This animal that I did see. Ooh. You have one new wire... First new message. It will only take a moment of your time. What? <laughs> you can call, visit us online. Who? 
probit.ca. Probit? Or email us Who are you probing? At Gandalf at probit.ca. <laughs> at Gandalf? Or press zero at any time during this call. What? There's so many things going on. Probit Gandalf? Who, who are you? Probit Gandalf. Alright, that was... Alright, for an impromptu moment, I, I was like, alright, where is this going? Probe it at Gandalf. That, I... Mmm. 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 I hate... See, that, phones. that was fucking true non-content right there. That was stupid. What is Probe it anyway? What the fuck is Probe it? Look, alright, we'll look that up after. We, we have... Okay, WrestleMania. We have 12 minutes left. Takeover, takeover happened. WrestleMania's tonight. Takeover was fucking spicy. Uh, takeover was real spicy. I enjoy Takeover a lot. Um, as a person who is not a Mark but wants to be a Mark, <laughs> an aspiring Mark, an aspiring Mark, uh, I'm a Mark at. Um, you know, it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> fucking, I, I can't. I can't even. I can't even speak. Um, I don't remember any names, I'm just bad at names, but, like, the 21212 was really nice. DIY, Revival, and Authors of Pain. Authors of Pain came out looking like the fucking Army of Two, that was great. I kind of like that a lot. Um, like, I, I usually don't really care for, like, just dude, big dudes that just kick ass, but they actually really sold it really well. Like, that, that was actually a nice display of big dudes kicking ass. I kind of felt like DIY and Revival, which, like, have always worked well together, just kind of utilized them as a tool, as opposed to, like, them being really great wrestlers. Here's the thing about that match, though. Like, it had everything I kind of wanted, like... Oh, it, it had everything. And the table. Yeah, and the table. That that table was was well worth it, by the way. That was yeah. That was uh that was a spicy tease there. Well, like all right, we got the table, and then like you're like oh that's that got set up right at the start. That too. was that was fucking Chekhov's table right there. <laughs> <laughs> right at the start, like they the two teams break up the big guys and then just start wailing on them, and then DIY puts up the table, plants it. And then we don't see the table for, like, ten minutes. See, I was, like, one of those guys that are like, <laughs> alright, they're not going to use the table. Not right now. It's going to happen sometime, though. And I kind of forgot about the table. Like, And then and then we had, like, the, the, the camera work was beautiful in that. You didn't exactly see the table when yeah. you tried to, like, slam him down. It's like, oh, he's trying to slam him down on the mat? Whoa. Oh, that's tough. But he can't because Arthur the Pain is a big dude. And then, like, his teammate comes and, like, oh, they're trying, they're trying yeah. somewhere. They're both, then, they're both off the mat on the ground trying to pick him up from his legs and pull him off the apron into the table. Yeah. And then, like, they try so hard. And then the fucking DIY crew comes in and fucking Revival slap. Revival? The bad guys. Oh, I'm sorry. The Revival are those big guys that are kind of burly and bald. My, my Actually, apologies. they have bald on both teams. My apologies. Either way, skate. motherfucker gets slammed through the table. Oh yeah, no, they they both come in and like forearm him off the front, like off the. Uh, it was it was, it was a very hype table. It was a very high table, and like I think my favorite spot was DIY and Revival swapping partners to do their finishers, and then like I honestly like the the, the waifu battle, the uh, Ember Moon versus. Oh god, that was a stiff That's match. That was yeah. a very stiff match. Those forearms look like just they 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 should have been bleeding. Yeah, no, they, they, that was that was a fucking beastly fight. Yeah, it wasn't like the longest, and I'm actually kind of surprised that. Uh, um, fucking spoilers, Asuka retained. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> she threw a ref at her. Yeah, she threw a ref at Ember Moon. <laughs> I was kind of expecting like some shit to go down, and like Asuka actually finally loses it. That way, she gets called up after WrestleMania to one of the main shows. But no, she threw a fucking ref at Ember Moon, and just like, what? What happened? Get her in the Oscar lock? No, I can't remember how the fucking finish was. Oh shit. 
Either way, finished and then and then it was pinned. But yeah. that, that was that was brilliant. Um, and it was like that was right after the three man tag, which is a, a tough tough follow. I think I think Asuka was my favorite. The, that one, Asuka. Yes. Yeah. No, she's she's Bay. Um, mostly because she's like saw the new belt because they released new belts. Yes. It's just like tier two, tier two. I I, I like um. I like that they replaced the, like, pink fluffy belts with, like, yeah. here's an actual wrestling belt. It looks like the men's title, except it says women's underneath. Which is fair. Yeah, it's like, completely, it's completely, like, it's, it's absolutely perfect. And then she's just like, yeah, that's a belt. And then Ember Moon is just like, I mean, yeah, I guess. And then, yeah, like, I love them showing the belts to the, uh, like, to the, to the, like, this I like is the new belt. Look, isn't it shiny? I, I, I like that Ember Moon in that specific one was like, yeah, that's a belt. It looks, it looks good. And then Asuka was like, it's a belt? Yep. And then that's, that's just, mine. <laughs> that's mine right there. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna walk out with that. And then he, and then she, and then did. she did. Oscar's great. Um, the eight man tag, the first match, that was actually more hype than I thought it was gonna be. A little bit, yeah. Um, and in fact, if if you if you were to be a wrestler, I think you're Cassius Ono right now. Who? <laughs> um, <laughs> he was the not like. All right. Which which side was he on? He's on the good guy team. Okay, and he was the last one to walk in. He was wearing all purple. Okay. Yeah, that's Cassius Ino. He's great. Okay. Um, I think his Andy name was Chris Hero. Fitting. Oh, there you go. (laughs) And um, maybe I should work out. Maybe I should become a wrestler. Actually, he got he he got kicked out of NXT like a couple years ago for being too fat. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, I I don't have the like physique to even start wrestling, so like. And not like wrestling, wrestling. I think I think professional wrestling. Yep. Chris Hero. Yeah. Yeah. Cassie's own Chris Hero. And then, um, yeah, no, I, I, that's I've, I've started working out now, and I'm like, I could, I could maybe wrestle one day. <laughs> I'm just fucking going. Here's the thing. I think I think a really uh, a pipe dream of mine is to go into Twin City Wrestling just so I can have the lightning kicks. Right. <laughs> I want those lightning kicks. Give me those lightning kicks. <laughs> I want. I want to be a lightning kicker. <laughs> and then. uh... Yeah, after that was the um, Andrade versus Aleister Black. I was going to say Tommy N, because that's his indie name. Fuck, that match was real good, too. Yeah. Like, He's a Jedi. Aleister Black's a Jedi. I love... Okay, what I what I really like about it is, like, just... just I love I love how flaunty the guy opposite Black was. Oh, yeah, Andrade, Cien, all And this. then, like... Well, you, you know how I like Naito so much, right? Yeah. He's the one that started all that. <laughs> It's so good, and, and like fucking Alistair Black, he doesn't need like he he. Well, what I like about that little story of the match there is like, oh, that other guy he, he flaunts his shit, and you know what? I'm just gonna kick his ass, and then he almost like he almost had a moment in which he fell, but he fell into the like the sexy like ooh, you want some yeah, of this the position? Yeah. And like he realized that he was in that position, and, and like he fucking immediately just stopped. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, yeah, he looked really good there. Um, that, that was a really good match. Yeah. Um, I expect them both to be like main eventing something soon. I kind of like how, and it was just it, it obviously was just a flaunty move that like he was going to charge him like just fly under under the second rope to go get him, and then he was just like, nope, gonna fucking backflip off the he, rope instead. The, he bounces off the second rope into like this perfect backflip. Lance on his feet and then just pops down into the Indian squat and just sits there. That was fucking like, smooth. Yeah. Oh, I love that, that. That's the whole, like, I'm pretty sure he's a fucking Jedi. <laughs> and then, like, the last match, which was uh, Bobby Rhodes. Bobby Rhodes versus Shinsuke Nakamura. That match was... It was all right. It, it wasn't the, like... It, was, it definitely wasn't a showstopper, but it was, like, a 40-minute fucking, like... 
Is, are they going to break his leg fast? Like, I, I like Shinsuke mostly for his charisma. Yeah. He's a fun in-the-ring sort of style, but, like, I, as far as ability in ring, I don't think he's, like, amazing. I think he's just really, really good. He's, like, he's Sami Zayn. Yeah. Like, Sami Zayn's really, really good. But AJ is amazing. AJ Styles is fucking amazing. Kenny Omega is amazing. Okada is amazing. Knight is amazing. I'm not sure I like Bobby Rhodes, but I do like uh, Nakamura. Yeah, I like Bobby Roode for, again, his charisma, too. I mean, yeah, his fucking theme music is glorious. It's, yeah, he fucking comes out to, like, practically queen. And here's the thing, I love that rivalry because they're essentially just dueling their intros. Oh, it's so good. That's, like, the biggest fucking kayfabe fight. It's just the the songs are, which one's catchier? Which one's catchier and which one can be the most extravagant? Like, alright, I'm gonna have a fucking row of violinists play versus I'm gonna have a fucking choir of women. Yeah, or this one. <laughs> like, I was kind of sad that Shinsuke did not have an amazing entrance, but Bobby had two grand pianos. <laughs> that's how you know Bobby was going to win, was that Nakamura was like, alright, let's, let's calm it down with the intro today. Yeah, no, you fucking, you bring it all, you did not bring enough. I think Nathan had a really good point in that you know Nakamura's uh, just really popular because of... First of all, his intro is not that simple, but people fucking sing it in, very like, in sync. Like, yeah. If you're singing an intro, it's because it's, like, generally relatively interesting. Either, either interesting, either really good, or you really like the rest of it. Spilly. That was Spilly Talker. <laughs> I, I do things with my hands, and I don't, like... I realize there's a mug in my hand, but I also have to fight the urge to, like, make gestures. I'm gonna finish my tea. Okay. Um, or, or you get like things like Ric Flair, where it's just like everybody kind of knows the song. Yeah. But or, then you get fucking Nakamura, and it's just like this, just high energy, like up and down, all over the place, and the entire crowd singing it. That's because he's a fucking good guy. I he's, like him. He's great. He's fucking great. And then Bobby Roode comes out to fucking Queen practically, and that is all everybody's chant singing that now. It's like, man, who do you who do you vote? Who do you vote for? And that's like, uh, I think the chant was like, uh, there, there was a chant that I really liked, because it was like, um, they, were, they were chanting for Bobby Rhodes, and I can't remember what the chant was, but then after, like, immediately after that, uh, just to mock them, like, people who like Nakamura, just like, Nakamura! So it's like, insinuating, like, oh, he is glorious, Nakamura! Yeah. It's, it's, I love, I, I love that rivalry. It's just high charisma versus high charisma, you can't go wrong. And... We we lead off what's probably going to be matches of the weekend because let's be honest, WrestleMania, although an extravaganza, they're not going to be good matches compared to like what NXT just did. Holy crap! Like you think anything's going to fall in that triple tag match? Fuck no, it, no, no. That's like Judge, already okay. on the list of top matches of 2017. Now here's the thing: Is WrestleMania this one going to be Crystal Pepsi? Is it going to be Vanilla Coke or is it going to be uh, Cherry Cherry Coke? I'm going to say Blue Pepsi. Blue Pepsi. Pepsi Blue. Heard it here first. <laughs> WrestleMania is... WrestleMania 33... 33? 33. 33 is Blue Pepsi. Blue fucking Pepsi. Like, if Roman Reigns retires The Undertaker... If Roman Reigns appears at all, which he's going he's to. He's going to. He has a match. That that crowd... The, the We're going to a theater to watch it. We did it last year. It was... Fantastic! Oh, it was like it was. I love I love the fact that people are as stupid and shouty as us. Yes, we were the drunken idiots. Sans the drunk. So now we have a group of six going this time. <laughs> One of them being Teddy. 
He is... Alright, I'm loud. I increase my volume as I speak. It's true. It's um, amazing. Can't and, have babies around him. No, absolutely not. Um, but, like, Teddy... Teddy's just consistently loud. He is very loud. And not only is he loud... Oh, Jesus Christ, that was Did you cool. just fucking, like... Did you see you that almost chest bursted? That rolled up. That rolled up. No, like, the motion <laughs> of your body, it felt like a fucking giant slug was just fucking zooming into your esophagus. Just, like... Just black goo should have been coming out of my mouth at that point. Here's the thing. You were holding your stomach, and then you made a gesture with your chest as if it was coming up. It, 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 it literally came from my, like, my, my wiener to my throat. It was... It's one of those things that you had to see it, but it was amazing... Dear listeners, and this is the second impromptu, like, what the fuck is going on moment we've had currently in this fucking podcast. It's uncomfortable now. Like, it hurts. <laughs> there's, there's a chest pain. Yeah, again, you might, like, it uh, looked like you were, something was going to pop out of your chest. Little did you know, I'm not actually, like, 24 years old. I'm still, like, 8 or 9, but I built this suit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just your baby self just wanting to burst out. Mostly. Get some yeah. air. Yeah. yeah we, the we, suit we, took over. I'll be honest, the suit took over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, little nine-year-old. Like little plankton is trying to leave. Anyway, summary of that entire thing: it's gonna be shit. It's gonna be shit. <laughs> no, WrestleMania is going to be shit. WrestleMania 33 is gonna be a shit show. It's going to be a horrible, horrible mess of a show. Does Lucha Underground have any equi- an equivalent of WrestleMania? Because I feel like that'd be fantastic. Nah, they get like some fun events every so often, but that's about it. I love the fucking wheel. The fucking wheel where it's just like, who's gonna fight this big dude? Matanza. 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 Jeff Cobb is fucking... For a man that big, he should not be able to move like that. Here's the thing. That's what real people can do. <laughs> the fucking heavyweight wrestling right now, uh, for like official WWE stuff, I think is slow and boring compared to all the indie shit. Have you been watching Braun Strowman at all? Oh, uh, no, actually. He is like a fucking train. Oh, there we go. And I mean, like, oh, I mean, yeah, no, he's a big guy. No, this guy fucking runs Mach 4, runs little people down, and then blows them through barricades. Here's the, here's the thing. I think, like, SmackDown's kind of getting it. Or, oh, God, yeah. And then, like, Raw's just still behind in that. Oh, big dude should move slow. Yeah, Braun Strowman's kind of definitely fixing that. And and they have their moments. It's just, like, the general bare bones, like, here's a regular wrestling match is, is like, boring. So, um... Yeah, yeah. WrestleMania's gonna suck, but it's gonna be great. Actually, in like twenty minutes, the pre-show starts. Oh, should we ever be going to the pre-show? The pre-show's not in theaters. Okay, so I'm just gonna load it up here and watch the pre-show. All right, excellent. Probably invite Patrick up. We'll go watch some wrestling. It's a shame I could have brought him mead, but I didn't want to carry anything down. Did you bring that token with you? Yes. Uh Oh. (laughs) No, I want the joke to be over. Okay. Unless you want to provide me a zombie token, then we can continue the joke. No, let's just give it to him. Yep, fuck you, where's your zombie token? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's for the podcast. Let's let's go watch some more wrestling. Yeah, it kind of devolved down to like random, like, they, uh, just fucking go away. <laughs> Wrestling's good. I want to go watch some more. I don't want to do this anymore. Wrestling. I'm going to shove my dick in your mouth.